0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at Mintmobile.com/slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at Mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah
1: Hello, hello, hello! It is me. It is me. Your True Hill Phenom SP3 back in the saddle again with Sat E Nyangi. Here we are for the Wrestle Talk Podcast NXT 2.0 review. It's the Mocha 2.0 duo set. How you doing this Wednesday? It's that day again where you get your weekly
2: dose of BBC Beautiful Black (coughs) content. yes (laughs) yes that <laughs> e the e stands for easily amused because i am easily amused life can Hassle. be
1: hard and i just laugh you just keep man. laughing just keep mm-hmm. laughing that's how it is that's how you gotta be ladies and gentlemen that's how we're able to review nxt 2.0 each and every week we we have a good time we're amused by it this was a a eight a decent show for what it was a lot of women on the show a lot of women focus but we'll get into all of that sat how's how's your week been going what you've been up to this week so far you know, since I spilled the beans and people pay
2: extra for this, you know, I'm getting ready for my baby, got the crib, got the cot ready. She's due next week. I'll show pictures in the chat with SP3 and our boy, A-Mac Alex McCarthy. But you went to the cinema. I want to know your experience about that. What did you
1: watch and how was it? How did I you- saw Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It was a really good film. A really good film. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Sam Raimi, uh, he had his fingerprints all over the film. Uh, Definitely, you could see the difference. And I feel like it was a better character arc for Doctor Strange than the original film. They didn't really follow up though on yeah my wife didn't either before we before we watched it i but they really didn't follow up on what they did at the end of the first doctor strange like Mm. when they introduced the whole villain that was supposed to be in the second doctor strange that really wasn't i do like how they promoted the film and how it kind of switched things up with you you thought the two superheroes were gonna team up together, but it's really not like that at all in the film. So I very much enjoyed it. Have you seen it yet? I haven't, but I want to see you <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> I literally I literally said
2: things and <laughs> not spoil it. I'm the and worst you. person. I am a spoiler. Like Poor Heyman. It's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. I spoil things, man. I've been doing
1: it since I was a kid. Been making kids cry, bro. Since I was a kid just a jerk man he's this guy's a jerk and you you call him the baby face he's supposed to be the baby face (laughs) No, you're you're the more popular one you're the baby face no i'm not yes you are no i'm not yes you are i'm not people 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 we literally put in our comments i love sat sat should be doing more no no because
2: i'm new You've been here for a while. You used to get the same comments. I like SP three. Oh, I want to see more black people on here. Oh, he sounds so good. Oh, he sounds so articulate. Oh, he's so beautiful to look at.
1: Okay. Well, you do know, we... you know, you know what it's all about, man. When you get two black people, the newer black person is the more popular one. That's no. how it works. No, no. That's how it okay, works. I'm no. No. I, I, now.
2: I refuse to listen to it. You know why it is? There's a, there's a great, you're a great straight man. If you do not bounce off my jokes, if he to, if he sandbag it like Tony Schiavone, 97, 98, eight, <laughs> there is no e that's because, she, exactly, you get the reference. I'm the reference king because I'm not a god. I'm a reference king. I reference things really well. You make me great. Without you, I would suck. Imagine me doing the show by myself. People tune out so I do know when to shut my mouth and go on with the show. Man,
1: you are you are basically uh Michael Jordan, and I'm Dr. J. I'm chopped liver. Once Michael Jordan comes in, he does the it. same move. He does he does the, the 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 dunk from the free throw line, and no one remembers that Dr. J did it first. Nah, have you
2: noticed that since you just stopped being my you, you just you stopped being my straight man and you're now my co-host? You're my co-conspirator, and it's been so great because the real Sid is a funny guy. SB Three is a funny guy. I didn't know this to sports I was like, this guy's funny. And I was like, that's the actually no lies. It was True Hill Heat. That's why I saw your sense of humor. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Sports Keto, you reminded me because
1: you play my straight man. You don't need to do that. You're a funny Wait. guy yourself. And we've been doing Wait. it. Sportskeeda, I'm the color commentator So I have to, I'm just able to add in little bits And piss people off Because I enjoy Rampage a lot more than SmackDown But hey, that's just me I don't know about all of y'all We're gonna get to all of y'all Because we want to hear them We're gonna hear a couple of your mocha chats during the show Maybe we'll highlight a couple of comments in the live chat So let's get to NXT 2.0 Let's get into the main event. It was Corey Jade versus Natalia. They have a, an evenly matched uh, opening with Jade throwing some horrible looking punches at the beginning here from the ground and pound position. Uh, I but think he- she listens to the podcast. I think you're front of her game. Because
2: let's be honest, sp 3 hasn't been that much of a fan of Corey Jade's offenses. Of course, you're an objective fellow, sometimes. And, <laughs> you know. In this match, it was called the bolt test was well, she going to pass the test sp 3 I'm passing it back to you did she pass the test as you can explain to us
1: well we had Natty I, I did like her promo earlier in the show where they called Natalia the gatekeeper because she really is all the four horsemen had to get by Natalia, you know Asuka everyone Lacey Evans that's the person that usually gives you your first good match your first solid match on the main roster or even in NXT like Cora Jade here but uh, Natty took control early on she puts on a nice role Meryl special that Jade rolls out of and hits a basement dropkick. Cora slaps Natalia and uh, smiles at her. And then Jade looks like she's one step ahead of Natalia, really, in the uh, a lot of this matchup. Saw that uh, Jade hits a step up knee, shades of her shades of a CM Punk or her idol AJ Lee, and a tornado DDT for a near fall. That's when the chance start coming that this is awesome chance from the CWC. They go back and forth with neither woman gaining control until. Natalia hits a suplex in the corner, and Cora Jade's leg hits the bottom rope, and that becomes the focus of Natalia. She starts working over the knee. Uh, Natalia tries for the figure four around the ring post shades of her uncle, Brett the Hitman Hart, but Cora breaks free and makes a comeback. Jade eventually applies the sharpshooter on Natalia. It's more of the rock sharpshooter, not Brett the Hitman Hart, more of a rock sharpshooter. And she gets a huge reaction from the CWC. I felt like that was when they really were invested into the action and what was going on between the two ladies natty pushes up and uh, which hurts the previous injured leg of cora jade cora comes off the second rope but natty catches jade in the sharpshooter and cora fights to the rope twice she almost looks like she's gonna get it but gets pulled back to the center ring each time and then eventually i put in quotations jade passes out but it was more like this he was like all right referee i'm gonna pass out and then And then they rang the bell, and then literally less than a minute later, she's back up to, to, to get to me to basically congratulate uh, Natalia, who Natalia actually shows some remorse, shows some love to her opponent, shakes her hand, and then hugs Cora Jade, which was very confusing. And I know Luke Owen in the main and the, the review on the news uh, today kind of said, like, it was weird that they only do this with the women. They don't do this in any other division when they have someone from the main roster come down and have a match with someone from NXT. AJ Styles didn't do this with Grayson Waller. Uh Dolph Ziggler didn't do this with Broad Breaker. The Viking Raid Viking Raiders might do this with the Kree brothers, but at least that would make sense. This didn't make any sense. Like the whole feud started with Cora Jade being this big fan of Natalia. And Natalia's like, Nope, I'm gonna stop you. Bypass me on the main roster. I've come down to your show and I'm stopping you in your tracks. And this seems like the end of the feud but i can't really say this feud did the the job of really putting over and elevating Cora Jade in the end. I feel like they wanted this finish with Cora Jade not tapping out and losing dude to pass out to really elevate Cora Jade. And maybe to some people, it makes her look tough, but it just felt like a so-so finish. It felt like they were trying to accomplish something, but it wasn't effective in the execution. But that doesn't take away from what was a good main event in my eyes. What about you, Seth? What did you think?
2: Who's bad?
1: It was not bad at all, man.
2: The match was good. Don't worry, guys. That headline got you riled up. That's good. It means the blood in your veins is pumping. And another thing about blood. See, your kids, some people may have kids in the chat. Your kids are too young to watch WrestleMania 13. So watch this match. So you get a reenactment of Stone Cold Steve Austin, blood gushing down from his face, fighting the odds, and passing out. Same thing they tried with Corey Jade. Did they succeed? The answer was, heck no. Why did they not succeed? Because like Esprit Free said, we did not believe she was in peril for long enough. As far as I'm concerned, she should be in that sharpshooter for five minutes.
1: Give me five minutes of her struggling in the sharpshooter. Thank you. Yeah, and I would have. That would have worked more. That would have connected more for me. Like she was in the sharpshooter, and then Natalia couldn't even hold the sharpshooter for the en- for at the end. She's like slipping down, and it's not really executed very well. And it's it's the move that was by the excellence of execution, and it wasn't even executed well for the end sequence where Korra eventually took a nap for a minute. And like it, it exactly, very it, weird. It had me worried. Corey J's health; she could not
2: hang for like <laughs> less than a minute. She was out, guys. That's for me was had me worried. It's like Corey J's cardio is an issue. Issue that he checked out. And what I didn't appreciate was Natalia lets go. She turns around. You know WWE lack of subtlety with the acting. She's like, "Hey, w- w- what's going on there?" Natalia's the same thing you do when you relinquish the sharpshooter. Their face is down prone there's nothing to give away that she did not tap out and referees don't do that yeah by the way you won because she didn't tap out that referee's a chatty patty be professional raise her hands let her leave and of course the ending about you know gaining respect sure natalia is gullible history has shown that natalia is like big show she easily turns and she's easily your friend and she's easily your enemy what I would have liked in this equation, in this situation is Cora Jade spitting in her face and kicking her in the shin and beating her up. That would have been great. So that way you got Cora Jade showing a harder edge. Like, I don't need your respect. That for me would be much better because Natalia, she's easily fooled. She's like, oh, let's be friends. They'd be like, no, poof. And then pow, <laughs> right to kiss her. And then after that, ride a skateboard on her back and leave the ring.
1: Attack her with the skateboard. That's what I, I would
2: have done. Crushed a larynx! We haven't had a larynx injury in a long time. You know, nobody loved the fancy word. Uh, Natalia's out with a crushed larynx. Should have went with that in a
1: medical facility. Yeah, but despite the finish not really working for me, like I said, I thought it was a really good matchup. Match and this- good. This is a case like I know we we got heat our first couple of episodes where we said the CWC fans are, are shills are paid fans or they fans are that, that that the WWE puts a quarter in and they just chant with it. whatever. SB, but it, I would be shilled. It so, elevated. It elevated this matchup. Them be saying shields? this, them saying this is awesome. At a point where I didn't think it was awesome, it got me more into the matchup. I was like, oh, okay, I'm more into this. I'm enjoying this, and I thought it was a very good main event. I just wish that the the finish was a little bit better executed. That's all I wanted. Yeah, all all all, all we wanted was the excellence of
2: execution, and we just got minimal of of that. I wish yeah Natalia wasn't going so soon so we can get another match out of it because it, it felt like it should have went to the next NXT special. It's like a throwaway yeah. episode of NXT. You're just in case you're one of those people, uh, oh, women's breakout tournament. I'm not going to watch that. No, like this should have been built up even longer. And, and, and like you said, what did Cora gain from this that she didn't have before? We know she's tough because they did that in war games. They already proved that shoulder popping situation that succeeded more than what this match tried to do By the end of the day like me sp3 said this match was good it wasn't bad let's not be mad don't be sad sp3 what happened the rest of the show
1: Let's go. <laughs> uh, well, the rest of the show was really all about the women. There were six matches in total that had women involved in it. And I, like I gave you the last time that they did this, when they featured 23 different women, I believe this was two weeks ago. Ten, on this show, you had 21 women featured either in the ring or backstage on this show. Uh, I thought that this is this is like the just the position to AEW, where AEW doesn't feature a lot of women. You get one women's matchup on Dynamite. This was a more focused and it shows the depth of the NXT women's division where a couple of months ago, I was worried because I was like a year ago, NXT had by far, in my opinion, the best women's division when you had, uh, you know, Io Shirai, Raquel Rodriguez, well, Gonzalez at that time, Dakota Kai, uh, (laughs) Ember Moon. When you had all those women on this show, it felt like it was the best women's division in all of WWE and all of professional wrestling and it fell off from there when it went into the 2.0 era but I feel like they have done a good job of replenishing not all of them are ready made for television don't get me wrong but I like the death of you know the different levels of women that they have now what about you
2: uh I, I felt like uh, we're gonna get to it there was a, there was one one Actually, there's one standout that debuted at uh, today's uh, breakout, which was from his Ariana Grace. She wrestled like a veteran in the match. We'll get there uh, shortly. Um, NXT has done a great job of replenishing the roster. That means free up Io Shirai, let her go to the main roster. Indy Hartwell, it seems like she's about to go into a feud with a certain group. I'm going to, you know, do spoilers yet because, you know, SB needs to do his thing. My man works very hard, especially with those Joe Gacy promos. But I'm excited for what's to come, you know. Uh, but for what, from what I saw in terms of the tournament, I need women to have more minutes in the match.
1: It felt a bit rushed by well- the wonders. The, numbers, me, the, the women that they gave a minimum amount of minutes to I think they gave them the right amount of minutes because I don't think they're ready for longer matches I do agree with you on the person who who felt like the best out of the bunch but we'll get into that but you mentioned a certain name you mentioned Mr. Joe Gacy and that's how we started off this episode of NXT 2.0 before that of course once again WrestleTalk.com forward slash support let's hear your mocha Chats, what do you think about Cora Jade versus Natalia? What do you think about the focus on the women's division? Is NXT the best women's division in wrestling right now? Why I know that, that wrong i know monday night raw they had 13 women featured this week impact wrestling they just got mia yim and they already got diana perrazzo uh tasha Steele, rosemary havoc so they have a great women's division SB, monday night raw has question yeah.
2: why does mia yim look like a wrestler named jade from Dole House?
1: i don't know who you're talking about it's like she's with el generico helping the orphans plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon-perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah,
1: But let's get into this episode of NXT 2.0. We saw a quick recap of last week's main event from Spring Breaking and the post show beatdown by Joe Gacy's Druids on the NXT champion Braun Breaker. We see Gacy in a car with Braun in the backseat with a hood over its head. So you know what time it is. You know what time it is, Sat. It's your favorite. It's your favorite. S. P. Gacy time! Joe says, This is not how the story ends. You thought you won tonight, Braun? There are many forms of victory, Braun, and this is it right here. This is not how this story ends. The Druids take Braun out of the backseat of the car and hold him for Joe Gacy. They're like in the wilderness outside somewhere. And Joe tells Braun, Braun Breaker, we are on this journey together. But this is moment, this is the moment. In your, in your, is your time to be all alone? (laughs) Wait, 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 wait,
2: wait! Did that actually happen? Is that how the show started?
1: Yeah, that's how the show started.
2: For me, the show started with Toxic Attraction versus Roxanne Perez and Wendy Chu.
1: They did the recap first, and it had that little bit that was added with Joe Gacy doing a little promo. I skipped that part. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. He's not doing his job, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Uh, Gacy kicks kicks breaker and that's how the opening ends uh yeah no but we saw we saw the follow-up because we didn't we weren't able to talk about that i didn't see it uh, before last week's show the post-show exclusive where they had the druids beat down braun breaker and then this this part was the opening where they showed joe gacy in the passenger seat while one one of the druids is driving one of the other druids is in the back seat with braun breaker with a bag over his head and they threw him out into the wilderness Wow. Why did not make
2: things hard on us no one told me this what th- there's extra parts that i didn't watch <laughs> you, now look i'm professional more so than usual
1: guys ah oh, it's, it's all right sad it's all right but yes the opening match though was toxic attraction versus roxanne perez and wendy chu for the nxt women's tag team titles i didn't think they mentioned that last week when they announced this match i thought the match was non-title when they announced it last week but it's for the titles here it wasn't a championship contender match oh no no, they don't do that here apparently. Uh Chu gets it gets the tag in and he she runs wild early on. I like I liked her little offense here and she even did a nice little double team where she lifts the second rope for Roxanne Perez to do a nice suicide dive into a double clothesline onto Toxic Attraction even though the cameraman like cut away at the wrong time. It was weird. Uh Toxic Attraction gets the heat on Chu after Mandy causes a distraction by holding on to Wendy's leg behind the referee's back. Sand gets the hot tag and hits some nice looking offense, including a Chris uh Russian leg sweep and a handstand moonsault. She's just always when she's in the ring, she seems like the best worker out there, especially when she's mm-hmm. in there with these with these ladies. Like Wendy 2 is more dependent on her gimmick, Toxic Attraction. They're more dependent on the group mentality, but When it comes to individual worker, Roxanne Perez was the best in this matchup. Uh, Rose gets in the ring, though, to help Gigi Dolan, and I'm just wondering why the referee – does not reprimand her or cause a Thank disqualification. You. Um, this causes shoe to attack Mandy Rose with the referee distracted. Uh, JC Jane gets in the ring behind the referee's back, hits a super kick on Perez as she was going for Code Rock on Gigi Dolan to give Toxic Attraction the win. I thought that this was a decent opener, and then the post match Mandy Rose blasts uh Chu from behind with the NXT woman's title to leave Toxic Attraction standing tall. What did you? think about our opening contents on the show
2: i felt like the match it, oddly enough i felt like a match happened too soon i wanted more weeks of build up this uh, this seems like the the destination not the journey because now that toxic attraction have beaten wendy Chu and roxanne perez where do we go next they could go for the team of katana chase and Caden Carter, possibly, because they've been here for 10 years. Give them the belt, maybe. But where do you go next? I enjoy Roxanne Perez and Wendy Chu. they got potential as a team. Even though a lot of people want Roxanne Perez to be champion, but there's a long queue. She can't leapfrog unless she's Nikita. Uh, Wendy Chu, not a lot of people say this, but she's actually quite good. I mean, she's been in the PC for a few years. She's basically needy really main roster ready that, that I want to say. There's a lot more that they can do with her character which they haven't really played up because lately she's being wired. Maybe she's injecting caffeine somewhere, I don't know. But she's been alert, awake and going for it. And this for me is the first time, because usually I rag on toxic attraction, but cause of the dominance and especially this beatdown, they are a formidable threat. It's kind of like who who can stop them now, especially later on in the show, you you see their dominance. But um, the, the the other thing is, is this match again shouldn't have happened early but it was okay it was fine i feel like it's part one of the beginning but i I hate seeing baby faces lose because then you're like what's the motive do i want to see this feud continue you know but referees should get reprimanded because mandy rose as soon as she came to the ring should have been dq that was bs bogus stuff
1: I wish, I wish uh, that Roxanne Perez didn't need to get pinned here. Like after losing to Mandy Rose a, a couple of weeks ago, I was kind of like, "Why does she have to take the pin here?" But I understand. You know why? You Wendy, know why? Wendy Chu is the person that's going to get the next shot at SB the NXT. It's wrestling title. tropes. It's WWE tropes. One on one. If you're tiny, you can take
2: the pins because you are formidable underdog. This is one, two, three, kid. Daniel Bryan playbook.
1: Don't worry, guys. She'll win one day. You'll forget that she loses a lot. There you go. Uh, Earlier this week, we see uh, Tiffany Stratton has taken uh, Grayson Waller shopping. Uh, Waller is upset about Nathan Frazier beating him in his debut and is complaining about Chase U. They both make fun of the group before Waller says they will have a teachable moment and nothing is more dangerous than the Grayson Waller effect. Uh, rich 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 white people shopping this was a great segment you know what Uh, Tiffany Stratton and Grayson Waller
2: had chemistry like lovers but this scene was chemistry as brother and sisters or cousins I did not get that sexual chemistry it's like I'm taking my friend shopping (laughs) you know what I'm saying (laughs) like when Diddy wants to take you shopping that's what Tiffany Stratton is doing I'm taking you shopping so yeah that's what I got from it. Grayson Waller is you know did Grayson Waller get friend zone before our eyes? Bingo. That's, that's what it felt like. Oh, I didn't, I man. didn't, there was
1: no chemistry. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like them either. Long, long. Let's go shopping. You can't be a viral superstar in the friend zone. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's not that's not the Grayson Waller effect. Uh, we got another uh backstage promo uh, or segment where Roger Strong is training in the Diamond Mine gym. The Creed brothers confront Strong about interfering last week. Roddy says they should be thanking him. Uh, the creeds say it isn't about the win; it's about how they win. uh They challenge the Viking Raiders for next week, and they will do it the right way. And then Strong introduces them to the newest member of Diamond mine that will help them get to the NXT Tag Team Titles. He says he's a Pan American Games champion, no, a no. Division One freestyle and Greco-Roman competitor no. from the University of Minnesota, Damon Kemp. No. Not Bobby Stevenson. Bingo! Not Bobby, Bobby. Stevenson. Bobby's got the accolades.
2: Guys, go on Google right now. Go on the on the website on the, oh, it the Gopher website. There's no they don't know who Damon Kemp is. They're like, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, Bobby Stevenson, you know, good old Bobby. He did that. But this Damon guy, hmm, Fugazi. Uh I hate, you know what? Yeah, I don't hate things often, but I hated this scene. And I'll tell you why after you finish. I think I did cut you off.
1: No, it's totally fine. It just ended with uh, Julius Creed saying that the new new members are a group decision, but they will talk about this later. Thank you. This is why I hate.
2: Hate's a strong word, guys. And I'm using it for this uh, particular segment because Diamond Mind needs a huge course correction because it was fine when it was Roderick Strong and Malcolm Bivens. You know, hinting at a subtle power play. Julius Creed, who the heck are you? Yes, you guys got the best winning percentages of Diamond Mind, but you do not talk smack to your boss. That's Roderick Strong. That is a former Cruiserweight champion, tag team champion, North American champion. Year 2022 has not been great for Roddy, but do not treat him like a scrub. But the funniest thing I found about this segment Roderick Strong found someone with a worse win loss record than him. To put in the group because <laughs> you guys don't know the story, Damon Kemp doesn't really win matches. Oh, he he lost loves five live NXT level up. Was like, is he gonna win his first match? So, as much as I love my leader, he makes shorty decisions. Shorty Roddy makes shorty decisions because Damon Kemp is there to make Roddy look smart and strong. I love it. He's playing checkers again. He's like, Uh, I'll lose. So if I get a guy that you yeah, know it's got worse look worse than me, my group looks better. But yeah, I miss Malcolm Bivens. It, the, the, the heart and soul of the group is gone. And then now you're getting took back from a rookie, which I
1: hate. And we we don't get any funny moments, really, with Diamond Mind anymore, unfortunately, thanks to no uh, Malcolm Bivens. But if you want comedy, Annika, Annika Wilson's got the best comment. Hold on to your hats and say your prayers. Here comes some more. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait.
2: I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to warn you. If you are going to recreate that promo, I am going to recreate the crowd response. Go for it.
1: It's time for some more. Joe Gacy, SP Gacy time. Love is blind. I'm going to see you on the other side. Joe Gacy and his druids make their entrance into the CWC. Ah, uh, they. Fans are now holding up their peace signs. I love it. I love it. They're holding up their peace signs. And uh, others are turning their back completely on Joe Gacy, which my good friend Chris G of True Hill Heat came up with the best name for him. He is Bray Wyatt's little brother, Pray Wyatt. <laughs> Gacy says, and I quote, Braun Breaker. As I left you in the wilderness last week, I told you, now you must face the next chapter of your journey all alone. My personal journey in NXT started months ago. I opened the 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 door of inclusion to everybody. Anyone, no matter who they are, could the be up. a part of real change. Shut the but hell up. two men separated themselves Shut from the, the pack, hell up. and the rest are no Shut more. The hell up. These two proved Shut their the worth to me up. and to themselves. Shut they the went above up. and beyond and committed to my cause Shut by taking the hell up. that extra step. I did put right here though in in quotations. The CWC fans are now chanting, "Shut the hell up!" So you, yeah. hey guys, if he does his promo, I'm gonna replicate
2: replicate what the always are saying. Shut the hell up! Shut the hell
1: up! Yeah, continue. My cause and my message has been received. These are the faces of change. Our expansion has begun. Change takes place one person at a time. So I would like to appeal to NXT champion Braun Breaker. Consider this your personal invitation. You don't have to do this alone, Braun. Join us. Be a part of our movement. Be a part of this change. The result is eternal joy, affliction, and hardship awaits those who and you those who resist love is blind Gonna see you on the other side yo he's got a
2: bobski <laughs> i do i was playing that at work a friend of mine goes who's that i said it's a wrestling theme." he was shocked it's actually a quality song by the way but yeah to go into that joe gacy I loved him how he was months ago. It was mom mate, the character, but this is full-on wrestle crap. This is Dungeon of Doom level of, you know, oh, I'm a mustache twirling villain. You can't take him seriously. Now, he did a classic super villain trope. Join me and we can run the world together. It does, it, that's kind of inconsistent with what his original plan was. He wanted the NXT title. If Brum Breaker's with you. He's the champion, you know what I'm saying? Unless you want to use that Bray Wyatt thing of like, let's work together. I expect you to hand the title to
1: me as a sacrifice. Or... They, are, they are basically doing the John Cena Bray White storyline 2.0. But like everything
2: in 2.0, it's watered down for consumption. And it wasn't really for me. Like I tried, I tried to look at the positive. Even Wade Barrett's trying to be the voice of the people that's confused which is he's gone too far i tried to give him a chance this joe gacy is wackadoodle he's wackadoodle but i hope this wackadoodleness is that's the limit it doesn't go even more over the top than i already have but i do like the red velvet druids that's an upgrade i like the out you know i'll wear the outfit for halloween or something kinky
1: just they just me just missing the cream cheese. The cream cheese on that red velvet. There you go. There you go. I I I you know me. I'm always a fan of Joe Gacy, aka Prey Wyatt, and I'm I'm okay with Prey Wyatt versus John Stina Steiner. I am totally fine with it. Um Backstage, we get Saray approaches Chase. You speaks in uh, Japanese that she would like to team with Andre Chase in a mixed tag team match against Grayson Waller and Tiffany Stratton. Chase doesn't understand, but Brody Haywood understands since he takes Japanese 202 with Professor Miller and. On, on, Chase doesn't even know at his own school. He has a, a whole different language apartment. Uh, but Chase then says he will have the match changed so that the match that was supposed to be uh, Grayson Waller versus Andre Chase later on the show, because this is Ladies Night 2.0. We got to get some ladies in there. So it's now a mixed tag match of Andre Chase versus Sarai. I mean, Andre Says and Sarai. That would be a great match though. Andre Chase and Sarai versus Grayson Waller and tiffany stratton and i i spoiler alert this was probably my favorite match of the night but we're gonna get into that uh we then head to the first segment i'll just talk about all of these segments all together the Ivy Nile Challenge in the di- in the Diamond Mind Gym, but it looks like it's just a performance center. First one is uh, push-ups. They get to 88 uh, so far, and it seems like a couple of people are backing out of this. Uh, then we get, I-, I believe it's burpees next, uh, and a couple of more people back out of that. And Ivy is just going through. It's all guys against Ivy Nile, and she's just completely making them look like they're washed uh yeah they get uh, they do lunges with bulgarian uh, bags they do uh the ropes they do the battle ropes uh and then finally they did pull-ups with chains around their neck and ivy Nile is the last one standing what did you think about the ivy Nile challenge okay before i begin do you remember when bianca Belair when they're trying to establish
2: her on the main roster she was outrunning this dude every single week is doing some sort of obstacle course yeah. to establish the EST. The great thing about those segments was it was spaced out throughout the weeks. This was spaced out throughout the entire show. That was what you call overexposure. I am a huge Ivy Now fan. Ivy Now reminds me, reminded me of China circa 1997, the silent killer type. But unfortunately, since we lost Malcolm Bivens, all of them are forced to talk for themselves which diminishes their value. Because when they talk, some of them sound wooden, some of them sound plain old gobbledygook. Ivy Nile is punking out guys. Great. It would have been great throughout the weeks. I didn't need to see it, you know, every other, you know, that could have filled in the match point. You know, certain matches that needed extra minutes. They could have done it for that. I guess it's trying to establish a character. That again. Yeah. So there you go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish they would have spread this out a little bit. I didn't need all these segments in one week. And I feel like this is not the last time we're going to see the Ivy Nile challenge. I think this is going to be something, yeah, they do over a couple of weeks. So maybe it'll get over with us after a few weeks. No, they, they, they bur- they're burning it because
2: no, no, no. I, I don't have faith in the writing team because they're going to burn up through great ideas. How you know dare you turn your back on Booker of the Year, Michael Hickam Bottom? No, I didn't turn on him. i his on team. Him. It's his team. Sean Michaels,
1: Michael Hickam Bottom. used still Booker of the year. I I have faith in you. Just your team. I'm not sure. Uh, but we got more women on this show as back in the arena we are introduced to the participants of the women's breakout tournament and just because W is not on the NXT 2.0 review anymore doesn't mean I do, will not write down the intangibles because all these women have intangibles and I'm still sure NXT does not know what intangibles mean because a lot of these are not intangibles especially Actually Nikita Lyons, she's 22. I also wrote down the ages. She's 22 years old and her intangibles are striker and brawler. Those are skills. Those are tangible skills. You can't be, those can't be intangibles. Sad. do you agree?
2: Yeah, I need to look up a dictionary where intangibles are because I looked at it and I was like, hmm, I don't know about you, sir. I think you got skills and intangibles mixed up. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah.
1: But we got to move on. We got Ariana Grace, who's 25. She's feisty and aggressiveness. Do you, I think you could be aggressive. I don't know if you could be aggressiveness. Hey, man.
2: Chase, you got great English classes, guys. Let's go there. You can add more, you know, to your vocabulary.
1: Roxanne Perez is 20 years old and she has heart and determination. I think this is the first one that I think those are intangibles. Close enough, guys. Close. <laughs> close. We're you, know when, closer. you know when you just
2: chuck stuff at the wall, eventually
1: you're gonna strike something right. You know what I'm saying? That's what they're doing. We're getting closer here. Uh Kiana James is 25 and she's intelligent and strategic. Closer. We're getting close. Uh Lash Lash Legend is 25 and she's confident and athletic.
0: She Tatum
1: is. Tatum Paxley is 25 years old as well, and she is strength. And mental toughness. I don't know. She got punked by Ivy Nile and never appeared again with Diamond Mine. That is actually true. I was like, I was like, where was the mental toughness when Ivy Nile told you to clean up the Diamond Mine gym? I don't know. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, <laughs> and then we got our two participants in our next matchup. Sloane Jacobs, who's 19 years old. And her intangibles are crafty and scrappy. I'm worried about her. Because uh, when we get to the end of the match, we
2: see I'm just worried about where her... Her storyline trajectory is going, guys. She's not. Wait, how old is she again? Nineteen. Yeah, that's that sicko with his right
1: hand in, incapacitated touches her. That's jumping the shot, guys. And then we have Fallon Henley, who's twenty-seven, is tenacious and resilient. No, no, no. She she likes horses, guys. Don't forget that she likes and horses. She- she definitely made it clear in this matchup as we got Sloan Jacobs versus Fallon Henley in our first women's breakout tournament quarterfinals matchup. And Fallon Henley hints hits a dropkick and says, Hold your horses. That tickled me too much. But she said did. That. You know what? Yeah.
2: Okay. SP, envision this. We're making all these horses jokes. What would get Fallon Henley super over with me is have someone, two people dressed in a horse costume and they come out with her. (laughs) There'll be a horsey squad. You you can see already, her and her horseys. Go with it. Go Go full wrestle crap with that. That will make me laugh. That will be wrestle crap for ha
1: ha ha. Hunter Horse Hemsley. That's what I want. Um, Bridge and, Briggs and Jensen come down to cheer on Henley, which I didn't think was very needed. But mm. uh, Sloane uh, plays the babyface role in this matchup. She makes her comeback, but Fallon cuts her off and hits a nice little shining wizard to get the victory here. I thought that this was a fine developmental me- type of matchup. Uh, Jacobs, she looked, she looked pretty decent in the ring despite her age. And then post-match, Henley uh, shows respect to Jacobs. And Briggs and Jensen raise both women's hands. And yes, I would watch I would watch which hand Jensen is touching any woman
2: with. So what I hated about this match, yeah, another H word, I hated was Wade Barrett ruining the joke. Just in case anyone didn't understand about he's got the most was it is it a uh, self-assured right hand, blah blah. He likes self-love. Don't you get what I'm trying to say? Wait, Barry, calm down. The whole point of it was you hint. Hence, that's what's great about a joke. You hint it. You don't slap us in the face with a cast with a joke. But yeah, the match was okay. It wasn't enough minutes to judge Salone Jacobs because we've seen Fallon Henley's track record. She's decent in the ring. You know, Salone didn't get that much in the ring, and um. You know, Briggs and Jensen coming out, for me, it screamed like girls are having a sleepover and your older brother and best friend decides to gate crash and sleep in the living room for some weird reason. So it was unneeded. And again, I'm worried that Salone Jacobs might be potential love interest because you might get a potential new tag team out of this equation.
1: Maybe, maybe so. I mean, they need more women's tag teams on NXT, on the main roster. So I'm all for the, and I probably that's probably the best use of Sloane Jacobs. She's still young. She's still going to get, needs more experience, a little green in the ring, but she still has, she's pretty decent in the ring for where she's at. One more career. thing, Fallon Henley got new gear, which
2: matches her character even more. So I like that. I'm, a, I'm one of those people who talks about new music and gears. Those are the things I watch out for. That's my intangibles.
1: <laughs> that's your intangibles. That's your intangibles, sir. We need to. We need. To, we need people in the live chat or in a mocha chat. wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Give us what you believe is our intangibles. SP three set E. Yeah, and you need it. All of all of sets intangibles need to start with E. By the way, that's, that's ah. There you go. Girl. There's a challenge. I like this challenge, and also give SP three
2: some love because this guy thinks that. I'm allegedly more popular than him. But when you do the SB Gacy, you're the one that's over, son. You're the one. No, it's only
1: because love is blind. They want to see me on the other side. And then backstage we go. Uh, Mackenzie is interviewing Legado Del Fantasma. Uh, Santos Escobar says, once AJ Galante sat down at their meeting, there was no respecto and he became fair game. He says, Tony D'Angelo's crew will learn the rules the hard way. You don't get in Legado Del Fantasma's business and just walk away way let alone let alone walk again that was that was deep that was deep by the cartel man this was a little little portion of Narcos on this episode then we go into Alba Fire with a quick little vignette before her re-debut uh, back from break though we see uh, Cruz Del Toro who was told by Santos Escobar to go get the car he tries to go to the LDF uh, vehicle and Tony D is standing in front, of the, in front of the car and his crew are in the back seat they jump Cruz Del Toro Tony says your boy did this to you not me and then the crew puts crews in their trunk and drives off yes once again they established the nxt parking lot is the most dangerous place in professional wrestling
2: See, if it it was Electra Lopez, she would have whooped those two guys' ass. I'm sorry. Those two stack of dimes. They're the most least imposing mafiosos I've ever seen. I've never met a mafia person in real life. I'm talking about the depiction I've seen on television and films. They did not match up to the standards and quality. What is this, Disney Channel? What is this, Nickelodeon? Get those fugazis off my screener.
1: Hey, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon Disney channel have tougher thugs than <laughs> Tony D's choices. than two dimes and stacks. Uh, we Girl. then had Alba fire going one-on-one with Amari Miller. I liked the fact that they showed footage from two months ago when Amari got, was structured out of the CWC with a neck injury. Glad to see her back here. Uh, we get brand new fiery entrance for Alba fire with all, she's wearing new all black attire and a green plaid shirt wrapped around. Around her waist i thought that was weird that she wrestled the whole match with that around her waist i'm like what that's kind of like you'd only do that if you if you get a shirt and you don't need it but you you wore that as your gear hey that's a raven that's so raven. It's the future I can see. Uh, Wade Wayberry compares the change to Alba Fire to Rhea Ripley joining Judgment Day at WrestleMania Backlash. I didn't see the correlation besides them both being former NXT UK Women's Champions, but okay. And uh, both being 5'8". There you go. And uh, CWC, Chance Alba Fire to kick things off. So this got people more used to the name. It got it over a little bit. During the match, we see Ivy Now challenges continuing. <laughs> then we get uh, fire hits what used to be the KLR bomb, but they are now calling it the Fire Bomb. And it follows up with a top rope Swanton for the win. Much better Swanton execution than the master of the Swanton, Jeff Hardy, who just throws his entire body on people now. But no, fire- that- <laughs> we we going to talk about that actually in a moment. Yeah, as you're saying. I thought it was a fine showing for Alba Fire in her re debut here. If you've never
2: seen uh, Kaylee Ray wrestle before, that was not an accurate representation of what she can do in the ring. So it's lucky she's got a great back catalog of matches. We know she can do so much. She was holding back. Alba Fire. Was dressed in Kaylee Ray street gear. That's the difference. She's wearing the Kaylee Ray street gear, and they gave her the Carry Cross budget of entrance. You know, spooky smoke, a little bit orange, but the the PS, the Piesta Resistance were waiting for. Give her a bam, bam, bigelow. Give her a Kane-style pyro explosion, and then And also give her Damien Priest's original, you know, fiery thing on the screen. And then there you go. But yeah, it was okay. Nothing to write home about. Uh, I like, towards the end, it turned into a slugfest. Little slaps in the face. And uh, this one time was good. I think, yeah, what Jeff Hardy's doing right now is actually how you hurt people. That, for me, looks more kayfabe-
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're you're trying to hurt somebody in the ring, yeah, Jeff Hardy's doing the more effective way to do that. But the swanton that we grew up on. It's it's a a senton bomb now,
2: guys. I've been waiting for that word to come back. I never liked swanton. Why is a swanton? Why is your dictionary definition of a swanton? Because he looks like a swan. He was like a swan. That was a swan. Swan Swanton bomb. Yeah, call it a swanton bomb. Swanton. Swanton
1: bomb. uh, Um, I swear a ton if you don't stop. Um in the parking lot. We see Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams arrive in their nice in their nice car. However, Sola Sakoya uh locks them out. Uh backstage, Mackenzie is interviewing Cora J. We get the interview I was talking about earlier, and then we go to the ring where Sola Sokoa uh is makes his entrance in the CWC. The crowd is uh, oh, it loves solo. Big solo chance for Sokoa. Uh, solo uh, says this was supposed to be Carmelo and Trick's time, but it's his time now. The fans start chanting Uso. Uh, Sokoa says he's going to let everyone know he has next for the NXT North American Championship after Melo gets his one on one shot against Cameron Grimes. Grimes interrupts and he gets massive booze here once again. Like, we called this, we called this in the build up to stand in. The- deliver that this was not going to work and now their core audience does not like Cameron Grimes because they have stripped away everything about this man, but he tells us that it's going to be Grimes versus Hayes at, um, at in your house for the North American Championship. We should note that PW Insider did announce that's going to be on Saturday, June 4th. So you got that and Hell in a Cell that weekend coming up in the first week of June. Uh, Cameron promises that Solo has next. After that, though, he goes to shake Solo's hand, but he just walks away, leaving him hanging. And then Mello and Trick come through the crowd and attack uh, Grimes. They get a steel chair. They open it up. They pick Grimes' head in it. Solo is just watching. At the moment, but eventually he decides to make the save, cutting off Melo. He gets offense on Melo and Trick until they run off. And then he picks up the North American Championship, which Cameron Grimes snatches away. What did you think about this segment here, where it really feels like they are kind of making it clear that, yes, we got to do this Grimes versus Carmelo match, which is going to be great. But the fans and the overall booking and presentation kind of screams that the next North American champion is Solo Sokola. Ooh, uh, that was
2: SB. Was there not a touch of AJ Galanti in Solo's promo? It was a bit rocky there, wasn't it? Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, he, he, you could tell he's not used to the one-person promo in front of the fans yet, but this is all about getting him that, that type of experience, and that's why I'm saying, like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, just put him on the main roster, put him on the bloodline. It's a little too soon. He's still, he's still getting through everything in the ring and as, as a character without any promos. Yeah, he has great presentation, and he feels like a guy that is ready to go to the main roster, but when you give him the one-person promo by himself, in the middle of the ring, it shows that he's not yet ready. He needs just a couple more months. You got the draft in September and October. That's right. the time to call him up. You need these months to kind of get the kinks out of there and kind of smooth the the rough edges around Solo, but
2: he's getting there. You said it well because I don't I think it isn't the first time that he had the promo segment to himself, right? Without he usually does the interrupting, I think he wasn't used to it. He's like, Where, Where's the guy to cut off? Because <laughs> he said it, I just stole the segment from Mello and Trick. He said it, so if it was in character, smart acting, but it, it felt like he was thrown. I think it's the whole point of like when the crowd chants you shut up, thing. I think he was trying to do that, then it, it then the timing was a bit off. And then he started repeating himself, poor guy, and he repeated himself again about in the back, in the front, in the front, the front, in the back, in the back, in the back, behind me. (laughs) That's what the promo was. (laughs) So, yeah, presentation, great. Giving more reps in front of the camera. He'll get there. I mean, his cousin was saying suffering succotash once upon a time. So he'll get there. We've got faith in you.
1: You know, you can do it for the bloodline remember it's a it's a the usos arrived before they would do it A samoa among them the, the moa it was like they were there for like three four years before they eventually got that act which worked and got them over as baby faces they were just two twins rikishi sons for like three years of their main roster run so it takes time but eventually he's gonna get to that bloodline level but i feel like instead of I feel people in their mind, they feel like him getting called up and joining the bloodline is going to bring him up. But in actuality, the way they built up the bloodline on the main roster, him coming along might pull them down a little bit.
2: Ooh, is that a hot take? Guys, Sending in your chats. sending yeah. your mocha chats. Where is your rebuttal? I want more money. <laughs> Where's your rebuttal to what he's saying? Do you agree?
1: <laughs> Would Sola Sokoa drag down the bloodline? Send us in some mocha chats. Let me know. RussellTalk.com forward slash support. Uh, in the parking lot, we go back to the most dangerous place in the world and Legato Del Fantasma finally discover that Cruz has been has been attacked by Tony D's crew. Oh man, this was, this was so bad. As soon as the dramatic music hit, I was like, Oh, God, who, who, did, who said this was a good idea? <laughs> so we see the uh, Tony's crew is counting money when Escobar calls. Santel says, Tony, that whoever did this to his hermano is in big trouble. And Tony D's like, why are you telling me though? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. What you are talking about, huh? Uh Tony D says that Del Del Toro is probably in the same place as his consigulary. Uh where you give me my consigulary back, and maybe, maybe, maybe we'll we'll open the trunk and let, let this guy breathe. Uh Tony then eventually challenges Santos to a match next week to finally settle things. And Santos ends his promo by saying F you, I won't curse. Uh, you, you, mod mother. I know you're watching. I won't curse. It was bleeped out. It was a big beep. You, Uh, and the cartel versus the mob continues. I mean, I, because it was it was filmed so badly, I think it gives this like a thumbs down type of segment. But the performances of Tony D and Santos Escobar just make me laugh. So i I, I think this whole feud of the cartel versus the mob
2: is fun. Santos Escobar is a great example of making a silly segment believable because the way he delivered his lines, he, he's so cool and calm. Every time I see him every week, I'm like, why is he not on the main roster? You're wasting age, <laughs> this youthness on NXT when you should be in the main roster because by the time he got, what, he be 38, 39. Vince be like, oh, you know what? You should go manage, uh, you know, someone. But yeah, uh, the segment was okay. We're getting ready for the one-on-one match. Again, NXT doesn't believe in baby faces and heels. There's a lot of tweeners, even within one group. Ask Diamond of mine. Even Damon Kemp wasn't even like a face. But yeah, this was okay. Uh, I'm ready for next week. And also, get your old damn keys and start your own car,
1: Santos. Santos. Backstage, we see Mackenzie interviewing Nathan Frazier, who is interrupted by Zion Quinn once again, trying to give advice to people who didn't ask for it. Uh, Quinn tells, I, "I love, I love this character, Exion Quinn,
2: who's been gone for like two weeks. He comes into the house, you pull up your pants, you know." go upstairs and walk a straight line walk it right or walk it walk the end of the line wherever he, he tells people and wesley's like hey i'm back from the beach <laughs> let's run it back again yeah so is Xion quinn
1: now a baddie i'm not about the baddie section i'm talking you is he a bad guy <laughs> I think so. I think they I think they got that across with the with the way he treated Draco Anthony, God bless his soul, uh before he was let go, uh in their matchup and then the matchup with Wesley, I think firmly established that he's a heel now. And then him just coming in on Nathan Frazier, who doesn't really need your advice because he won his debut match. I like, I like the character.
2: We made fun of him being the busybody uncle who gives unsolicited advice that gets, you know, Restless fired in the end because the last person he gave the advice to, he's gone. No limit soldier. Draco Anthony's gone because bad advice from uncle Exion.
1: Poor, poor draco uh <laughs> next we had the mixed tag match that i talked about earlier Grayson waller and tiffany stratton versus andre chase and sarai this was my favorite part of the whole entire show first of all this was have- a male painsville dance special guys because i know dan must like this this was First of all, you had Waller and Stratton come out in matching pink gear, so that's probably what they went shopping for. Uh, then you had Sarai; uh, basically, she's coming to the ring in her in her in her you know Catholic schoolgirl uniform with the with the pigtails and her glasses. And Andre Chase asks Brody Haywood. Is she gonna wrestle like that? And he's like, I don't know. And then she kisses the um the the relic from her family. She goes through the smoke. And not only does Sarai transform, but <laughs> Andre Chase's sweater turns light blue and Brody Haywood is now wearing Sarai's wig with the pigtails and glasses, as well as a crop top Chase U shirt. I thought that this was great. Wait, this is wait, wait. my favorite part wait, of the show. Bro-
2: you just broke kayfabe for me. Sarai was wearing a wig. That yeah. makes sense because she has blonde. Yeah, I'd never put the two together. I'm sorry. In my defense, I'm usually writing notes, so I never really look at people that long. So yeah. Oh, there you go. It's a wig. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. A <laughs> it's a teachable moment.
1: It's a teachable moment. Uh, chase you is over as hell in the cwc they were chanting chase you with the stomps while he's spelling it out we get tiffany stratton in the end uh she hits her corkscrew vader bomb but before she can get the three count brody haywood uh blows his air horn in the referee's ear to distract him stratton hits a dive on bodie and says that that's a teachable moment as she gets back in the ring sarai rolls up stratton for the win i thought that this was a fun little mixed tag team matchup it got over all the personalities here and like i said chase U is quite over like they have become one of the the like the the, the acts that get the biggest cheers in the cwc out of nowhere you know what chase U
2: could have went two ways it could have been a con artist, you know, Andre Chase was a little bit of psycho. I go to school and he's like you got no qualification. What school? And you got a janitors closet. because uh, I haven't got an idea if Boldy ever go to the main roster and they split him up. Let's just say Bodie was always in his mind, he's some like you know, water fountain with a wig or something like that. But yeah, there's an actual school, they got actual classes, actual students. Nathan Frazier should join because he's charisma. His lack of charisma or lack of personality that's amplified when he's not wrestling in the ring, it needs polishing. His association with Chase U would liven things up, you know, a little bit of the comedy. I liked it. But the question is, is this over for Saray and Tiffany Stratton? Because it looked like Tiffany Stratton won the war because she beat her twice. But now that Saray won the match, albeit a roll up. Does it mean that Saray wins the war, or will it? Will we have one more match? I say the rubber match. It should be in a cage match, or whatever. But yeah, it, you want a cage it, match with Tiffany Stratton and Sarai? Tiffany Stratton doing her flip off the ropes. Yeah, I got faith in her for doing that. Yeah, yeah, she can do it. And Saray can drop kick the heck out of her in the, in the cage. She did that drop kick on uh, Grace and Waller. That was beautiful. Mucho, muchos
1: waller sold that perfectly that was a great sell i i really enjoyed this matchup a lot like this was probably my favorite match of this episode of nxc 2.0 uh we go backstage to mckenzie who's interviewing vaughn wagner and mr stone if you he says mr stone if you step up to wagner uh you get hurt like gyro and jensen and then icam and uh uh, attacks vaughn despite stone saying that he will be out for four months like literally two seconds before that he was like uh <laughs> he said inkman's gonna be out for four months and then out of nowhere he's t- totally fine attacking vaughn wagner so
2: mr stone is not a doctor guys he just surmised by looking at him and he just assumed you will be gone for four months but uh ikman gyro is he gonna win the match Is there going to be a case that Ackerman faces Von Wagner wins and Von Wagner gets even more mad when Sophia Cromwell magically appears again? So that's a storyline thread they need to start making much more neater. Because I've been hinting at the fact that I don't think Mr. Stone is long for this world with Von Wagner. I think the real power lies with Sophia Cromwell, who so far seems to be a charisma vacuum.
1: (laughs) There you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Backstage, we get toxic attraction in the locker room. They approach Indy Hartwell, uh, showing concern over her or concern. Hartwell says that she's lost everything. And then Rose uh, laughs at her and says, uh, no, no, no. What I meant to say is that she could never imagine what Indy's going through because no man has ever left Mandy Rose in her life. Uh, Toxic Attraction laughs at Hartwell and walks away. And I guess Indy will be joining Wendy Chu and Roxanne Perez to even the odds here. And then we're going to get a six woman tag. Okay, my,
2: my I feel like every week I play the game of, that person's gonna win the title. No, that person's gonna win the title for Mandy Rose. Okay, but stop playing the games because out of all the women involved in this feud, Indy Hartwell is now a veteran of NXT 2.0. She's now a former tag team champion. Heck, give her the title. She's beloved. She's still over from the Index Fame. Male Painville Dan would be happy. There's a little solace for him if you give Indy Hartwell Loomis. <laughs> I was to say, Indy Loomis. <laughs> Indy Loomis. Give her the women's title. I mean, she
1: is a solid worker. Give her the title. Let's do it. Let's so- do it. Only other backstage promo before the uh, final match, before Cora Jade and, and Natalia, uh they had uh, Viking Raiders cut a promo backstage. They say they respect the Creed brothers before not accepting that tainted victory last week. And the Raiders say they will never taste defeat again in NXT. And Eric says Ragnarok. Oh, 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 wait, I was like, no, Ragnarok was the previous Thor movie. We're going, we're going on Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Love and thunder.
2: Okay. So. Viking Raiders been watching a lot of AT gnarly promos like yes we respected you and now we unrespect you <laughs> next week they respected him and it took the respect back if I was the Kree brothers I'd slap him in the face you don't respect me I don't respect you too yeah it was just a, it was just a promo I actually forgot the Viking Raiders got uprooted before they can even lose the tag titles what, did they
1: was it like uprooted and in- yeah yeah they, they basically had to relinquish the tag titles and that led to the Street Profits Winning a four-way ladder match To win the titles See I forgot all of that Did they even
2: make They they made it So was it a big So when I watched the show Creed Brothers won did they mention it That it was
1: the first time Viking Raiders lost i'm I, maybe they mentioned it but they didn't make it like that no. big of a deal uh, i wish they would have because then this week would have made a whole lot of sense because of how you know they, it would have made sense that roger strong got involved it would have made sense of what the viking raiders had to say on this show if they right. would have made it a bigger deal when it happened last week thank you and does it mean that oscar
2: who's another person's undefeated nxt if she goes back she can get She can lose undefeated speaking NXT, right? Does that count? There you go. Yes. She will finally lose in NXT. Finally. Don't say finally. Finally. Oscar Run. Don't go there, especially
1: the car park. Avoid that. Avoid it. it will avoid <laughs> the parking lot. No one should go there. Uh, but before we got the main event that we talked about earlier, we had our second women's breakout tournament quarterfinals matchup as Nikita Lyons versus Ariana Grace. And I agree with you. Ariana Grace looked really good in this matchup. Uh, she was working over Nikita Lyons' uh, arm. She tries for an arm breaker very early on and then just keeps focusing on the arm until Nikita Lyons makes her comeback. She hits a German suplex. She follows with a spinning roundhouse kick. And then, of course, it's don't drop that dum to dum 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 Don't drop the dum-da-dum. Don't drop the dum dum Don't, drop don't, drop don't, drop don't yeah. Yeah. With the split leg drop by Nikita Lyons for the win. I thought that this was short. It was short. This was one that I do agree it could have been longer because I thought Ariana Grace showed, showed a lot of poise in there. She was good with her selling, good with a lot of her offense here with the MMA background that they ex- established in her vignette two weeks ago. But for what it was supposed to accomplish, it made Nikita Lyons look strong. She overcame their injured arm to get the victory here, and she clearly looks like the favorite in this tournament right now.
2: You had two proficient strikers, but I didn't see enough strikes. But what I enjoyed was Ariana did the simple submission breakdown. I think a lot of women need to study that. If you're not ready to do basic moves, doing a submission is a nice way to waste some time in the ring, but also it looks quite good when you do it as well. The story of the match was the arm. It should have been the leg because, you know, Nikita kicks, take away her kicks, she can't do much. Yeah, Nikita is a clear favourite to win. I'm still waiting for her to do the Fongen Death Grip because <laughs> she does kicks like Haku. She does a Savat kick, and that split at the end—that's akin to a uh, Scotty Too Hottie chop after doing the worm. Is this like a little old d'oeuvre at the end that doesn't really do anything? I think the kick was the lethal blow.
1: Yes, of course. I, I think that she just does the split—the split leg drop because it pops people, and that's yeah. The, but that's I want to. Be- That's the thing that went viral.
2: I don't want her to pop in ACL or Terra Quad. I just get worried when I see that a lot. Doing that once is great, but doing it every week with WWE's schedule, especially once she goes to the main roster, that's not going to be
1: nice, but I wish her nothing but the best. So like I said at the beginning of the review, I thought that the focus on the women's division was the biggest positive out of this show. I love that we had all six matches with women involved in it, even the mixed tag team matchup being changed. So women were involved in 21 women involved on this show. That is the big focus that feels like that is the the main event angle is like the women's division you know the women's breakout tournament the feud with uh toxic attraction and wendy chu and roxanne perez everything involving the women is the most important thing on this show it's not it's not braun breaker and joe gacy it's really the women and that's what i think is the biggest positive to take away from this show it was refreshing it was
2: delightful we approve of this message
1: And of course, this is our last call as we're done with the review for Mocha Chats, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Sat, I know we got some Mocha Chats in the chamber. Let's get to it.
2: <clears throat> May of Painville Dan, our regular, our man. Hello, guys. I hope you're doing well. I honestly have to say this was beep, beep, boring, beep, beep, sorry language. But, you know, sometimes you got to do it. It is fantastic to have so much women wrestling on, but like that, I miss Index. Who are all these people? Poor Dan, guys. Mayor Painsville, Dan is usually one of the, our most positive people in the chat, as you can clearly see. Dexter Loomis's release has unleashed this beastly demon <laughs> inside him. Oh, Dan, I feel your pain, man. Like you, you'll get used to it. You're like some people, some of these women, you know, that's been wrestling. Some of these new guys. But yeah, on to slamming Sammy Joe. Great to see my boys, you're doing great. I can't wait for dynamite tonight. I'm gonna be real with y'all. I don't really watch 2.0, and this week didn't make me look forward to next week. Only people I wanna, <laughs> only people I was excited to see last night were Solo and Roxy, aka Roxanne Perez, guys. Yeah, thank I you, mean- slamming.
1: I mean, Roxy, Roxanne Perez, like we said, was the best worker in that opening matchup. I I totally get Sola. Sola Sokoa is like the kind of the guy from 2.0 that is like, he's on the rise as far as like popularity. Like you already know you're going to get Carmelo Hayes and he's he has that it factor as well as he's great in the ring. You got Braun Breaker who just has that aura of superstar around him. But Sola Sokoa is the one that's kind of, place in that third place of the new stars that it feels like he's on the rise right now
2: sp are you saying that could it be the solo seco is really
1: the guy it might not be brum
2: breaker it could be really solo is the man
1: it could be it could be if he works on his promos i think i think he could get there <laughs> <laughs> next
2: one is nate s i i assume it's s because you make the s a capital at the end nate s says book of the year michael hickenbottom He is, you know, like you can't predict each week. I never know what's coming up next in NXT 2.0. We're all along for the ride. You got Tales P or Tales P? Tales P saying, "I guess Indy is the next Divas Champion. Grimes needs to bring back the hat and put a mini title around it."
1: And are the Yes Boys Gacy Druids? Ooh, I, I I heard a lot of uh, people kind of trying to predict who the druids are. I've even heard people who said it was uh, grizzled young veterans. Uh that that it could be. I, I that would probably make a lot of sense. And I liked a little shade that Joe Gacy uh, put in his promo of the people that were a part of this movement are not here right now. It doesn't matter about them. I that was a little shade, wow. a little shade on it's Harlan, popping off right there.
2: But another thing, SP, before we go out, I want to give a massive shout-out to the mods. This is my little roll call. We did it last week. I got a taste of it. I want to do another one. Now, the mods, they're the people behind the chair. They're the ones, they're the brain pieces. They're the ones to help make all of this a great chat. You guys are lovely people. The people in the chat are lovely people. We love you. Now, shout-out. Shout-out to Mod Brother John. Shout out to Mod Brother Rob. Shout out to Mod Brother Brandon. Shout out to Mod Brother Paul. But you know him as Baba. Oh. And of course, as always, shout out to M.M. That is Mod Mother Jenna. She is the Mod the runs the Zod. I'm done for Power Rangers, you know. Anyway, yes. Thank you so much, Mods. You guys are the best. These are the names you need to be familiar with. Everyone that gets involved, we love you so much. Yeah, we're in front of the camera. Yeah, we're doing some cool, kooky promos and so forth. But without these people, this chat will be in chaos. So thank you, Mod Family. I love you, bwo
1: for life So yeah. We show love because here on Mocha 2.0, Love is not blind. We're gonna see them on the other side. Let's put our thumbs in the middle. What do you give this episode of NXT 2.0? Set in three, two, one. Yeah, we're both going thumbs in the middle. This was a thumbs in the middle show. Like I said, the main positive was the amount of women used on the show. I always enjoyed that. The focus on the women's division, people that need development, that need time in the women's division are getting it. But it wasn't anything to write home about a lot of the matches. I think the match of the night, in my opinion, was the mixed tag, tag team match. What about you, Seth?
2: It was a mixed tag. I like the fact how I finally found out that Saray wearing a wig the whole time. Explains why her blonde hair is never there when she's wearing her glasses, guys. I mean, I didn't know that. And also, how does she change her clothes so quick, guys? I need to understand this. Like, how does she go to the entrance and then not rush and trip over herself? And how does she get the blonde hair bits again? I just don't understand, guys. And how did Andre Chase get a blue jumper?
1: But yeah. That was, that was great. <laughs> Amazing stuff, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Set, you're going to be busy on uh, this weekend. Let the people know what you're doing. Oh,
2: yeah, guys. If you like this podcast and you think, man, an hour and 11 minutes plus is too short, catch us this Saturday because I'm going to this man's house. When I say house, I mean YouTube channel. It's a True hue Heat. We're going to be reviewing the week in wrestling. If you like some beautiful black content. You're going to get more beautiful black content this Saturday. So please check us out. We love you as much as we love us.
1: So, yes, uh, it was a, a big show. I gave you the numbers at the end of our of our regular review over on the YouTube channel. But uh, what, you, what you got planned for the rest of the week, sir? What do you have going on in those? Well, well you know, you, you, you laid it up for me. I'm back again on Saturday with
2: this guy over here, the hardest working guy in all of infotainment. I'm on the True Hill Heat podcast, the Mothership on Saturday, because uh, it's Saturday, if you know what I mean. So yeah, I'm I'm back on again and I refuse SP3 saying I'm more popular. Well duo, we're a team. I, I'm one of what's, those people.
1: Watch no. the views go up for, for True Hill Heat this this Saturday we, we sat yes, yeah. you, you you with Sat on. Don't pressure me. I'm still new. I'm going to you all the viewers because people love you. They don't like me. They don't like my profession. What is
2: this BS? Where did you get this from? What are you you, Dax Harwood? You just, you know, you just take things to
1: heart and then you build grudges and hey, then you try we, to hurt people. We still got you. We still got you on the cookout photo. The cookout photo, which is our most infamous uh, meme in True Hill Heat history. We literally get people who want us to make the cookout photo a t-shirt. Really? And I'm just like cody's on there and we can't make money off of cody's likeness and we can't take cody out of the cookout because he is the civil you gotta have a civil rights icon at the cookout
2: pour blue dot on his face like christian like you know vince (laughs) mcmahon want to do with christian just do that in it solve that issue no just put like a big dashiki flag over his face Mm, we're cooking some
1: ideas because you can make that into a t-shirt just x him out X amount. No, I mean, he's a civil rights movement leader. You need, man, this, and, and we're celebrating because you, did you know, Sad, that tomorrow makes one year since Cody Devante Rhodes ended racism? No, I did not know that. I wanted to forget that they ended racism. Oh my God, man! You know, you know, uh, my friend uh, Professor Chris from the NWA podcast on Post Wrestling. He said he was driving down Santa Monica Boulevard, and mm-hmm. then and then he got stopped by the cops. The cops was gonna give him a hard time, and then they got the alert on the on the radio of the co- the LAPD, and they were like, "Cody Devontae Rose has just ended racism," and they let him go. They let him go. They let him go because Cody Devontae Rose. He, he brought the world together. See? And if people say I'm the
2: quirky one, you don't want to do that does the Joe Gacy promo. I'm just a dude who occasionally show you my socks.
1: <laughs> and those are some lovely socks. And you all are some lovely people. Thank you to all the members. See, sock socksat is here with us today. Sucky! People like calling Saki Saki
2: Because like Like Saki I think I'm losing my surname I don't know I love how you just call me Saki And I've just been rolling with it
1: Saki <laughs> Saki long time this is a <laughs> See it's no, you. Should, them, you should call him You should call him Yuka Sakasaki. <laughs>
2: I just came off that kills me. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm crazy. See? <laughs> See? See? And people say I'm the crazy one. Uh wait, espresso? Uh uh-uh. Hey, someone had too the much bourbon. espresso, sir. I'm the bourbon. I'm, I'm, the, la bourbon. Bourbon. I'm the bourbon. You're
1: the espresso. You're espresso. <laughs> and this has been the Mocha 2.0 post show. Thank you for joining us, all the members, all our Patreon backers. We will see you next Wednesday. And yes, like Sad always says, we're out of time.